A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the podcast, Lucy Pinder. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be on. I'm excited to hear what your feel-good habits are. I feel as though I've known of you for such a long time. You are a model, an actress, a podcaster, but you're one of those names that I just feel like when someone says Lucy Pinder, I'm like, I know her. (laughs) She's been kicking around for a few years. (laughs) But um, for anybody who doesn't, I strongly advise that you go to Instagram and follow Pics. You just, you you do exude good energy, good vibes, and you seem like somebody who always leans towards the happy. Is that kind of, is that a good guess? Do you know what? I think it's something that the last few years I've, I've, I've consciously done that. I think I kind of, yeah, I, I have invested more in, in what makes me happy and I think maybe it's an age thing. I think as I've got older, I'm kind of unapologetic about having a good time and and doing what what makes me happy, not what's expected of me. So that's nice that that comes across on my Instagram. Oh, it does. It does. And actually, um, the reason I got in touch with you, listeners, a little bit of backstory is because you came up on my Discover page and I just did that thing where, you know, when you follow somebody, you just look at every single one of their posts, like a stalker, (laughs) but like none of them. (laughs) Oh, I love it. You went down a hole, went down a Pindapix hole. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So to speak. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm so um, intrigued to hear what your habits are. So where are we going to begin? So I'm going to start with the most boring, which I think probably a lot of your your guests that I've listened to start off with this one, which is the exercise thing. Yeah. And I know, you know, it's it's not the most uh, groundbreaking one, but I think I kind of, I think when I was younger, exercise was all about kind of the way that I looked and it it felt like a real chore. As I've got older, I've realized the benefit mentally to kind of getting up, getting out of bed, getting on a yoga mat or going for a jog and I think without realizing how important it was if I don't do that for a few days or a week mentally the the difference for me is pretty catastrophic <laughs> like I will just be like why do I feel down why am I overthinking everything oh I haven't done yoga I haven't been for a jog for a week and I think realizing that it's not all about the physical, but also the mental. As I've got older, I've realized how just important that is for just feeling good about yourself. And I think I'm terribly lazy. 
So I'm I'm really bad at like I I I join gyms and I'll go through spurts, but I think I've got into quite a good habit of just getting up, brushing my teeth, getting in gym gear, and either going for a jog or getting on a yoga mat, doing 30 minutes, 20 minutes of Pilates or yoga just to kind of start kick my day off and go, right, I've done something, I've achieved something. It's a little bit of time for you to just be with your own thoughts. And I think that really helps, really helps. That's so, that's so interesting as well. And just to take it back to something you said a minute ago about sort of separating exercise and how it makes your body look, because I think I can definitely relate to that. And as you say, I'm sure a lot of listeners can. But for you as a model, was that a, a trickier transition to make? Yeah, I think I was kind of, when I was modeling, I was kind of contrary about it. So I was a bit kind of like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend loads of time in the gym and blah, blah, blah. And then as I got older, I kind of, I think just from being in that industry, um, obviously the way that I looked was my job and I started to, I, I went through, I went through like a stage probably in my kind of early to mid twenties where I think I probably was exercising and dieting too much. And it was kind of this unsustainable mm. trying to look a certain way. And I think from that period after then, I think I had a little bit of a kind of negative uh, relationship with exercising. So it's nice now that I actually enjoy it. And I, and, it, and it's part of my, it's quite an important part of my daily routine now. Yeah, it's almost like emotional hygiene, isn't it? As you say, it's not about the body. It's about um, if I exercise in the morning, then if something happens in the afternoon that I don't like, I'm probably going to deal with it a lot better. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I, I, it's been really slow for me, the kind of realization, but the impact is so big. Hmm. Oh, that, that's a really good one then. So in terms of yoga, do you, do you follow Zooms? Do you watch YouTube? Do you know it well enough yourself to take yourself through a salutation and routine? Oh, I wish I did. I wish I did. Whenever I think of like my perfect job, I'm like, what would my perfect job be every day? And I think, oh, it would be to have a yoga studio or a Pilates studio, but I'm just not good enough. I'm just not, I'm just not bendy enough. Um, I love a huge, I just love kind of, cause I think different days you know you might wake up and think I just want a really restorative slow thing or you might wake up and think I've overdone it at the weekend I need something a bit more high kind of faster pace so I love just going on YouTube and and like popping in 30 minutes Pilates 20 minutes restorative yoga and kind of just doing different what there are a few that I go back to um but yeah I just I like finding one to fit whatever mood I'm in and and kind of the same with jogging I kind of I tend to either be really on the jogging or really on the yoga depending on what how lazy I'm feeling basically um I didn't realize until lockdown that if you just put something like 30 minute hit workout or, or resistance band workout into YouTube I had no idea there were days and weeks and months with oh. the free videos thousands of the things I know because loads of people were um, my friend did oh I'm gonna forget my friend did a really good one in lockdown, but I think it was kind of like a class at a certain time. And I'm just so non-committal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, do it, you'll love it. And I was like, I know, but that means I definitely have to do it. So I think it just, it works for me just being able to, when I want to do it, for however long I want to do it, pop it into YouTube. That's the thing. Well, I like this one, even though exercise does crop up a lot, it's actually really good to confirm and compound the fact that it is really good for our physical, mental and emotional oh, health. So 
That's sure. a winner. Where, where are we going for habit number two? So my habit number two is if you're feeling, this is especially good hangover wise, is to not underestimate how the arts and entertainment can kind of bring you back from the brink. So like, I'm, I have like certain films I'll always watch if I'm hungover that I know will just, what's yours? Come on. No, I want to hear what yours are first. <laughs> I, I watched, I, I did last night actually watched um, a Three Men and a Little Lady. I love it. Classic. I love it. It's a great hangover film. Anything that's kind of, I can mindlessly go, oh, I've seen this a million times. It feels like my warm, happy place. Um, and it does just kind of, and, and music as well. I think music is so brilliant for kind of just immediately changing your mood. And I can do that thing, which is the opposite, which is don't, don't uh, take on this habit, which is if I'm feeling a bit low, I can get into that kind of ha having a playlist that kind of feeds that melancholic kind of, so I make a, a conscious effort to listen to music that I love, um, especially like on drives and things, like if you've got a long drive, like have a playlist that makes you really kind of up and positive. Um, yeah, I think things like music, film, theatre, I love going to gigs. If you're having a bit of a shitty time, I think having like a, a gig booked in to go to, to with friends is always like therapy. It's like such a tonic. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So apart from Three Men and a Little Lady, are there any others? Oh, I've got so many like real 80s kind of like Labyrinth and the Goonies, you know, just like the stuff that you just think, oh, this was my happy place when I was a child. My brain, oh, Mermaids. Mermaids is a good hangover film. Mm -hmm. Anything that's a little bit nostalgic that just feels like a warm blanket. It's such a good point because they're so accessible now with Netflix as well. There can be that thing where you suddenly, what do I need? I sometimes do, you know, in the notebook where Ryan Gosling starts shouting at Rachel McAdams, what do you want? What do you want? Yeah. I sometimes do that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it'll be, you need the parent trap. <laughs> yeah, just those, just those films that you've like grown up with that you can just mentally switch off probably do a bit of a scroll through social media while you're watching them just that it just it feels safe yeah. <laughs> safe that's, and marvelous yeah that's so safe and you there's no jeopardy because you know what the ending is <laughs> yes yeah no horrible surprises because I do love um my my flatmate actually kind of I make her watch, I love a really depressing film, like Atonement's one of my favourite films. The English Patient's one of my favourite films. And we got into a habit of we'd be hungover and I was like, do you want to watch? And she was like, no. She was like, you, this is a massive error. You cannot watch Atonement on a hangover. Don't watch mm. Life is Beautiful when you're feeling vulnerable. <laughs> Just like, you need to go to a happy space. So anything, yeah, Pretty Woman, all of those. Yeah, I once made the mistake of watching Requiem for a Dream when I wasn't feeling great. And no. that's a lot. That's a lot. Too much. Yes. <laughs> Too much. Clearly, I only watched it because Jared Leto was in. I thought he's yeah. handsome. Um, like, that was oh, a shock. I'm really a bit sad. I watch a really handsome boy. <laughs> yeah, no, you've got to, got to keep it light. You have got to keep it light. I love that one. Okay, um, for, for habit number three. Habit number three is very boring, but it's sleep. I'm just very, I'm very good at sleeping. And a lot of my friends who are stressed and just get no sleep. And I, and I know it's, you know, I'm like a little sloth, but I, I love to get eight to 10 hours sleep a night. 
do you I I function so much better and actually I had acupuncture last week and I was asked how many hours of sleep I get and I was really honest and I said probably I probably sleep for between five and six but I'm in bed for between eight and nine I think that's a lot of people I think a lot of people kind of think they go to bed at a relatively decent hour and then when you tot up actually how long you've slept I'm very good at sleeping are you a good napper I, I can't nap so this is the thing so I can't nap because if I want to sleep I'm I'm going to sleep for hours so like I was saying to you that I had a music festival that I went to there was not a lot of sleep going on and I just knew I was like right those few days afterwards priority is going to bed early and getting some good sleep and I just look so awful (laughs) if I haven't had sleep like you just you get up and you're like, why do I literally look 10 years older? And you're like, because well, I slept for eight hours in three days. So yeah, I, I'm such an advocate for a good night's sleep. Okay, so help us out here because and I've talked about sleep problems on the podcast before. I've had I go through bouts of insomnia. And so when I am sleeping really well, I'm like tick, tick, tick. I try and um make a note of what I'm doing right. So do you have any tricks of the trade of how you set yourself up for sleep or how you stay asleep? I think it's really boring. I think just routine is is key. If I have like a heavy weekend, it will take me a good week to kind of, and I go, I go through bouts of like, kind of, I guess, anxiety induced uh, insomnia where I, I, I don't find I wake up too much, but just that thing of finding it hard to switch off and go to sleep. Um, and I think, I mean, that kind of, this is kind of my number four tip which is reading or listening to podcasts before bed if you can't sleep. I think I'm quite bad for in those kind of periods if I'm a bit stressed or anxious, going to bed is is hell because you just lie there going, I'm really tired, I want to go to sleep and and everything, you know, mistakes you made 15 years ago are going through your head, something that, you know, you said a week ago. And I think I'm quite bad at overthinking and catastrophizing things. And I think sometimes I, I really like, I mean, it's, it, it's probably, I don't know if a therapist would be like, don't do this, but I quite like when I'm in a place, I'm quite indecisive, I'm very indecisive. <laughs> I can even decide that if I was indecisive or very indecisive. Um, but I find that reading like either articles or books to do if you're beating yourself up about something so if you're like oh I'm not being very productive I'm not being very decisive I'm chronically dissatisfied I think finding an article or a book that kind of explains the behavior so you you go oh I'm kind of understanding this is how my brain works like I've got I've got a friend who um kind of recently realized that she's got ADHD and she said it's really helped her because before a lot of those traits that come with ADHD she was going was this just you know, like she can't concentrate all the time. She can't always listen to people. And she was like, am I just a really shit person? Am I not investing in, you know? And, and I think when you find something that kind of explains your behavior, you feel a bit better about it. And yeah. I think sometimes that can, and podcasts as well. I think, you know, if you're really tired, I think just 10 minutes of reading or listening to something before you go to bed is a really good way of just, shutting your own brain you know like shut up <laughs> listen to something <laughs> else listen to something else stop this constant whirring um 
and that's helped me a lot with the with with the kind of insult not being able to get to sleep if I'm in that in that space I think that's a really good point about um interrogating a subject like anxiety or not being able to sleep and identifying those things otherwise if like you and I, you can catastrophize, you can begin to really give yourself a hard time. But if you see it in black and white, that it's completely normal for your mind to work. It's really isolating when you're just sat there with your own kind of whirring. I think, I think a lot of those things with mental health and anxiety, I think a lot of that is to do with feeling isolated and feeling like, why am I doing this? And, and getting irritated with yourself for behaving a certain way. And I think just that thing, seeing or reading or listening to somebody else talking about something you can relate to you go oh okay other people have this this is not I'm not totally insane I'm not totally failing I'm not you know I think it's just a good way to give yourself a bit of a break just to get an insight on yeah behavior that you might find frustrating in yourself Mm, that's such a good point I just read I'm going to look around to see what the title is it's by Nicola Perra. It's called uh, something, uh, Do the Work. I've forgotten the name of it now and I can't turn around. Um, but that one is, she's the holistic psychologist on Instagram. Oh, wow. Oh, I've not heard of her. And oh, I'll send you the link afterwards and listeners, yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. You read that book and you just nod the whole time. <laughs> if you've got any demons in your closet, if you've struggled with anxiety or any kind of overthinking, you literally just <laughs> listen to that or read it and go, Oh, wow. So that was, that helped me sleep. Actually, a lot. Just feel like a bit of a, like I got my friend, my friend uh, recommended uh, like the Brené Brown books about kind of like vulnerability and this thing of, which I think is massively helpful. This thing of if we were all a bit more authentic, everyone would be a bit happier. And I kind of, anything like that, I, I kind of, I go through stages of of just loving reading those kind of self-help and just those very psychological based uh, books and studies on how our brains work. And I just think you you feel like it's such a relief when you're going, oh, God, I recognise this. I recognise this in myself and this is kind of why I do it. And maybe this is how I can help myself. So, yeah, I'm all over that book. I'll send you the link I promise okay I can't believe it but we are already at number five these have been great habits by the way so where are we ending up so my this is so I'm finishing with my most I've made notes on this as well (laughs) my most important I guess it is a I think it's a habit um on a bigger so this is basically to find your tribe and to prioritize your happiness with the people that so I, I guess I think it's a habit because I think you have to kind of nurture and work at, at being with the people that make that way like where you find your joy I think is so important and I think that sometimes kind of the older we get and especially I mean I'm single so I have a lot of time for my friends and you know I'm very lucky in that respect but I think other kind of life you know life takes over and I think people forget to prioritize their happiness and their joy and being around those people that you laugh with and making sure that you that you invest in the people that are investing in you basically and that's not to say I I, I think I've definitely seen it I, I I don't think I kind of suffer people that don't bring me joy and, and not in a 
you know, there, there are some friendships that might run a course or you just kind of, you might see some people, you feel um, obliged to see people or go to social events and that you, that you just don't want to. And I think like life's too short, like be around the people that make you happy and not the people that will just tell you what you want to hear, but those people that, you know, I just had a weekend with friends in Wales that was just joy. It's just joyous. And it just invigorates my soul. It just makes me feel better about all of the, you know, mistakes that I might be making or, you know. So I just think be around those people and, and, and make that a habit of actually saying to yourself, do these people make me happy? Am I, do, do you leave that interaction with someone going, oh, God, I feel better or I feel more, I've got more clarity about me or we've just laughed and... And I just think it's 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 my number one it's my number one joy in life is being around other people that I love that make me laugh. Is that something you've prioritised post COVID or kind of as we reintegrate back into the real world? Is it something you really missed? How did you manage it when we were locked down and not able to interact? Yeah, it was so tough, and I think just that thing of staying. I mean, thank God. I know all the ills of social media and the fact that we're all addicted to our phones but I mean thank god that we had the technology to feel like we were still in contact with those people that lift us up and and I was kind of I came back I stayed with my parents for a bit during lockdown and and we did like family quizzes and zoom, drunk and zoom um, chats with friends I think it was I, there, there were moments where I just thought imagine if we didn't have this and just making sure that I was making an effort to kind of go on walks when we were allowed to go on walks. And yeah, I think those, those people that really like pull you through, just you have to nurture that and, and make that a priority. It's such a good point. We've talked about it on Feel Good Habits a few times about how friendships actually, they do take work, not because you have to work at them to make them exist, but just, you have to put in the effort to show the love. So it's yeah. not, yeah, it's not like, you know, giving all your time to one person who's not giving it back. It just means that you have to show that you care a lot because we can yeah. think it. Um, yeah. I'm really guilty of that. I think about my friends a lot and then I think, God, I haven't spoken to them for a couple of months. Better drop them a message. And then I feel terrible. I think we've all got those, you know, I've got friends who I speak to every day that I'm in constant, con you know, we know what we had for breakfast. We know every thought that's going through our heads. And then I have, other friends who I might chat to once every few months, but it's still, and it's just that, I just think it's so, and, I, and I've watched, I watch quite a lot of other friends putting up with friendships or people or sometimes relationships, even kind of fat, you know, fat, some family dynamics aren't very good. And, and I think, I think there's just, you, you can be, it can be seen as selfish, but I just think, yeah, we're, we're here once, you get one shot at this, like be around those people that are gonna make you happy. Isn't that, I mean, that's good advice, be around the people that are gonna make you happy. So, I think it's just, that it's just, it's such a joy. And, you know, I, me and my friend are, we're like cacklers, we're proper, you know, we're very loud, kind <laughs> of laugh. She's a comedy writer and we just, you know, we probably are a bit of a pain, but, 
we've been out before or at things before and she's like I don't see very many people laughing everyone's so kind of self-conscious and that thing of, of, of and friends of mine who kind of not that you know we all have acquaintances and there are things that you do kind of have to go to and I think a lot of you know people's partners or there are certain things family things that you might have to go to that you think I'd rather be doing something else and and I'm not saying don't do anything that you you know never want to do because that's not how how life works but I just think if you find people or a person that brings you joy that's as important as a romantic relationship yeah 100% agree there's that saying isn't there uh people come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime and so it's okay if it's um only for a short while don't be don't feel bad about it (laughs) 100% I'm so I really believe that and I think it's that thing of I think it goes with relationships as well of not seeing things that might have petered out as a failure of any sort and it is that thing you just learn and you learn from the people you know that that yeah that come in and and hopefully you cling on <laughs> with like for dear life to the really good ones and they stay. <laughs> exactly. It sounds as though um, you're you're quite comfortable with yourself. The thing that you said about cackling with friends. I, I like that where you're actually with friends and you're laughing so hard that you're not, you don't actually care what you look like, what anyone else thinks. You are just so enjoying that energy of your mates and just having a good time. That nothing I really love. Feels, nothing feels better than that. And I think, yeah, and I'm not very, I'm, I'm not day-to-day very good at living in the moment. And I, it takes my friends to really kind of do that for me. Yeah. Um, when I'm on my own, it's constantly things I've done in the past, things I'm going to do in the future. So I, I love being around like my best friend who's just like a ball of joy. Just that we can also sit and moan and, you know, have a cry and whatever. But it's just that thing of those people that, yeah, it, it's that thing of like people that you, you want to be around, you don't, you don't check your phone. Yes. Because you know? yes. you're just there enjoying their company. Do you know what? A couple of years ago, a friend said to me, this is pre-COVID. Whenever we used to go out, we never used to get a picture. And now that's become almost like my, my measurement of, did we have a good time or not? There are no photos, must have done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think yeah, we've got, we actually had, we had my friend's birthday and um, one of our friends loves a picture. And then that becomes kind of, because normally we're like, oh, put your phone away. But then that has now become a like, right, we've got to do <laughs> at the beginning of the night so that she's got a few. But yeah, it is just that, that just that feeling when you're just having fun with people that you love and adore, like nothing's better than that. Mm. It's true. It's true. And these have been great. And spending time with you on these habits has been like hanging out with a very cool, fun friend. Oh, I love it. And I can tell if we had, I don't know what your poison is, but I can just tell if we had a couple of shots or something, we'd get some other great habits too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I I went through these and I was like, I'm going to keep it (laughs) clean living. Yeah. And I do love nothing more than a few tequilas and a beer. I love it too. I just love a, I love tequila over a big ice cube with a squeeze of lime. Thanks very much. Yes. And I feel quite sophisticated as well. 
until you're like seven in. <laughs> yeah, and, to, and then then it's, yeah, the, the cameras go down. Um, this has been so lovely. Uh, Lucy, would you tell everyone where they can find you, what you're up to? And you mentioned podcast, uh, Instagram and everything. So go ahead and let them know. Yeah, so um, Instagram is Pindapics. Uh, and I, me and my best friend have a podcast called Smashing Sundays, which was basically... Um, born out of we were both in very long-term relationships and then we're single in our 30s and we were like Sundays can be quite sad when you're when everyone else is with their partners or and so it's kind of we started it as a bit of a like celebration of just that thing of like finding your tribe find people that make you happy that you're not constantly comparing yourself so we're doing are we on the third or fourth series we're starting the series again in the autumn so look out for that for Smashing Sundays I will do. Obviously, the links will be in the show notes, listeners. But Lucy Pinder, thanks for sharing your habits. They've been fantastic. Oh, thank you. I've loved it, Emma.